Welcome to Isika. My name is Amina Isid, and join me as I take you on a journey to explore identity, culture, and belonging. Take a seat as I take you through time, space, and various perspectives of cultural identity. Stay tuned to see where the journey will take us today. So for those who don't know you, tell everybody who you are, where is your na- like, what's your name, where are you from, what are you about? Yeah, yeah. it's a high. Yes, yes. So um, I, my name is Ahmed Abdiwahab, um, and that's my grandfather's name. I mean, I, I, we've been here in the States for about 10 years. Um, so I uh, came here end of 2011, but before then I grew up in a small town called Khabarbeh. A lot of people know that name. <laughs> and one of the reasons apparently is I went to Minnesota a couple, you know, a couple of times. And my first time there, I, you know, when people ask me where I was from, I would say Qarbayah. And they'd be like, Allah, what you know? That's the that is the notion around the Somali people that are from Qarbayah is that apparently you will just be drinking your cup of whatever mocha latte, whatever you mix together at a, a Starbucks, and you just see a car just running to you, you know what I mean? And yeah. then then like the houses and places are destroyed. But um, I'm from Qarbayah um, and I am, uh, I run a social media account called Shah of the Day. Um, and a lot of people ask me how I got the name. Um, I used to send Snapchat videos to some of my friends uh, and I'll be like, oh yeah, watch the tea today is go put your money king, you know, or I'll talk, I'll send it to a friend, female friend. I'll be like, well, I like all the so that's the tea of the day. So, 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 not whatever, you know. And so, one of my friends at the time told me, Why don't you create those videos? Just post it on your account. And so, it was tea of the day first in Grisbeheim. So, I went from tea of the day to Shahamanta because, to be honest with you, I think in, in Somali language, I'm more funnier than I am in English. In English, I just sound like another Adan sound wannabe type of guy. Shah of the day. And cut the game because instead of Shahamanta or tea of the day, I said I want to mix a little bit of both. That's who I am. I'm actually representative of both generations. Uh, on one end, you can consider me as fab fresh of the boat. Well, like 2012, I mean 2011 before 2012. You know, at New York, one But that's the one part, and that part of me still holds on to that Somali identity. And I crave that because I would love my, my you know, future kids to experience what I've experienced as a Somali person. And so that is the FOP side of me. And then there's the other side of me, you know, the, the side that's speaking some good English, you feel me? And <laughs> you know, uh, accepting that American, you know, society and, and experience because that's at the end of the day, what shaped me and where I'm at today, um, I couldn't have been without that experience. So Shah of the day. So I personally consider myself as a mediator. Um, I could I, I could understand a little bit of not a little bit, a lot of the struggles that the youth are experiencing, but also I've had enough time back home um you know reaching until you know age of 13 to actually fully formulate my my identity as a somali individual so 
I could see if you and your parents were to have an argument and I'm sitting there, I could become a mediator in a way that could actually find some sort of solution where you're like, all right, you know, um, I know where you come from. I know where you come from. Let's come, let's come at this way. And that's one of the other things that I love to achieve. I'd love to achieve in the future is um, there's also that struggle of, you know, men and women. I would love to be just kind of the middle ground a little bit, you know, and, and try to like find some sort of intellectual uh, conversations where we discuss real, you know, concerns that we have as a society moving forward and ways to preserve our daqan, deen, and, you know, our identity as Somali. So I don't know. I don't even know how to describe myself, but I'm a, well, to be honest with you, um, there is a guy, Kanan, I think you know, yeah. Somali. He has an album called Dusty Foot. Dusty Foot. Philosopher. Yeah, yeah, Dusty Philosopher. Yeah. That album, really, I would love to be considered that, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, I have this identity of, like, I want to get knowledge. I want to listen to you. I want to hear what, you, what you're going through, what, what makes you you, right? And I want to think outside of the box, right? And the way he, exp- he explains the Dusty Foot Philosopher is a person who's very humble, but also can get out of get to the moon very humble and poor in terms of materialistic stuff but can get to the moon through his mind mm. as in thinking outside of the box so i would love to be that too that is something i desire to be that's not what i am i desire to be that so you talked a lot about like kind of what the somali experience gave you but then what did the american side what like what did america afford you or give, <laughs> or give you no what's crazy is that um Somali had that now we pick and choose. Mm. We pick and choose on things like what then You know, like you've seen, you will see so many Somali people complaining about the system here, right? Yeah. And they have every right because that is the experience that they, each individual has. Mm-hmm. Now the experience I have may be different than yours as yeah. a Somali woman, you know, trying to navigate through like this society. However, the American society has not been nice to us, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, right? Or each individual. But the Somali society hasn't been nice to us either. <laughs> I mean, you want to speak on that? Go ahead. <laughs> we are, we are, we are in another country. We are a second-class citizens by not necessarily, I wouldn't say choice, choice that came from the people rather than, you know, your individualistic choice. Yeah. As a as a tribe, as a Kabil, as Somali, but Somali, Kabil, I mean Somali Nimo. We chose that, you know, that is actions that we have taken and consequences of it is us being treated wrong in another country, yeah. right? So Somali people pick and choose that we, we get, we will like we do that. We are very selective in the ways we attack concerns and things that are problematic in our lives, right? Uh, the American society is being good to me a lot, to be honest with you. Alhamdulillah. I personally have just been a, a, a dreamer. And so I um, found a sport of running. Um, a lot of people will be like, well, <laughs> you feel me? So I, um, I actually um, started running about a year and a half after I came to the States. I remember the way I found it was I was in the PE t- class and I was running in, in jean shorts. Okay. Mm. I know nothing about sport like that. You know, back home, I'm not going to go to the arena. And we made, you know, we would take the socks and we fill it with like, you know, bed um, or mattress stuff, material, mm. put it there and roll it up to make a ball. 
Oh, wow. We were so broke, you feel me? And that's, that's life, but we were happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Now there is a coordinated sports system that actually gets you in to get a full ride scholarship at a university simply because you're talented enough to run fast. And that was my experience, right? So I went through high school, I ran and, and the sport of running had taught me a lot of lessons. One of those being, um, you know, consistency. I also learned the, 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 um, the skill of patience, waiting for what you want. And then working hard. I would wake up, you know, 5.30, right after the fidget, I would go out, run 5, 10 miles between that, 15 miles, seven days. And that has been my life since the last, basically for the last nine years, right? Mm. Of just running, 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 running. And so um, I was able, I was fortunate enough to get a full ride scholarship to run at a division one school, um, ran there um, at Boise State University, transferred to Florida State University, where I got my master's while running for the school. I broke two school records here. I also represented Somalia in 2019 in Italy. I was there for two weeks, stayed in a cruise ship. It was a great experience, right? Um, but that was my first time where I felt like Somalia was a Wallahi, like, you know, you will see all this uh, and Adair is posting on Facebook. How can I that can that is called it was That can I It was great experience to help them. What has matured? Well, I Somali, but then I thought Somali what in my opinion. And but in at least at least I hope I hope you know our our generation can change that a little bit. But uh, my experience there was really great. Like I said, I represented Somalia. I was the uh, flag bearer, so it was oh. real. I, I flew the blue Waving flag. Waving flag, like bring Kanan back into the conversation. <laughs> well, uh, I will be strong. They call me freedom, just like a waving flag. That I, 20, I think it was like 79,000 people. Wow. Watching me. Somalia. That was probably the one of the most fun one minute of my life. That was, you know when they say 15 seconds of fame? Yeah. My one minute of fame in life, <laughs> I'm so proud to like represent that kind. I think it'll go. Alan, I did like this. Yeah, some more than a single girl. Yeah, I did like a hard liar. To be honest with you, Alan is a blue guy. That's the only one I can find that you know is 100% Somali. So that's the only reason I fly. I think it's okay. You can't get me there today in the region I live. What hell? Ethiopia, Mamulata. You got what I mean? I don't want to get too political, like I said. No, but it's okay. You can get into it. I think there's something about the blue flag and also the imagination of like Somali school, the Duban, and like it meant something that still I think is pervasive in history, regardless of what it means right now. Yes, yes, yes. What the current political reality is. And I think Absolutely. that's something that still. Absolutely. So you keep your blue flag with you everywhere, though. <laughs> everyone, everyone. I'll tell you the story. So, so, um, I actually had a friend, um, but my best friend to this day, um, Sahib K. I would give him a shout out. Like, can we get Yeah, he'll know who he is though. Uh, so one of my best friends, actually, he's a guy. Um, here's one thing that I I would hope we can work on as a society, right? Is that if we see somebody flying a Somali flag or Ogadenia flag or Butland flag, whatever, like you know region, state, country, whatever you consider, Wallahi, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, Wallahi, you can't find one Somali person. I have never met here in this in this city, I have never met a single Somali person that is not coming here to visit me. Yeah. Like, and why? Because what does she say? So, man, 
هذه انا اركب مع البوحه اركنين امحاره انا اركب يعني فور هير كان كجرت انه افريكاني وحكونا وريا ما بعد وقت فلسطين سلام 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 فرحدي هي هي سيكو كان انت وريا كو اوردر فرحدي هي سوحه صومالي بعد اركتي رايت سو اي هوب وي كان ورك اون ذيس ايديا اوف not necessarily just tolerance i think there is difference between uh, you know having tolerance towards somebody tolerance in to just at least accept us to breathe <laughs> 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 Speaking of that, we are not going to be able to do that. The reason I say is because I'm going to be able to do that. We're very close friends. To this day, we're very connected. He came to visit me in my house. I think I'm going to be in my room. I have a, so, a blue flag. Well, like two stories. Blue flag. In the night, I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able to do that. Inshallah, we're going to be able to do You know, hospitality. Somali, they know I'm going to be able to do that. صاحبك الباب كوكو حدي الباب كوكو فوري That is the problem we have is mm-hmm. can you actually create an intellectual conversation or school for this or no mm-hmm. or not you know how do you feel what is going through your mind can we ever reunite can we ever come back together can somali people all somali people can they all be united in you know one place now the flag becomes a symbol someone symbol of yeah. some genocide for certain people right and that is a, something that i could never take away i've never experienced that you know um and it's very misfortunate that somali the stagala and you start school galer or in aruti or yashud stagala and yegnis nabihin yeah what i mean so um my friend i was talking about my best friend now coming back to that story i don't want to chat is he told me Ahmedo, we were talking about the politics of Somali society. And he said, Ahmedo, there will be one day where, wallahi, to, like war for war, he said, they will, they will kick it out of you. They mm. will kick Somali Nimo out of you fast. Because by that he meant, basically, at one point, I'm going to give up. I'm going to mm. give up. Somali Midu, Deo, Skeishi, Seyo, Namakkafta. He said, you're going to give up. And to be honest with you, it has, uh, time hasn't been on my side lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has not been on my side, but wallahi, now what I'm realizing is I do my part. I'm gonna you do your part, and I hope things can be better for our future generation, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's um at the end of the day, if you can't change other people, you can just kind of control your space and how you engage and what kind of message you put out there. And it seems like with your um with like Shab the day and stuff like that. A lot of what you've been talking about this whole time is just having spaces for people to come together and kind of imagine things a little bit differently or at least start conversation because conversation will then allow for some understanding to happen. 
So what do, what do you think, um, and you talk about gender, Somali gender wars a lot, um, which I think is like with this hyper social media age where nobody wants to, I mean, everybody's fronting, right? Like in some ways, everyone's kind of putting on a persona. And then uh, the first video of yours that I saw from Shah of the Day, you were walking across, down, like in Portland, like in your Maoist, and you're just like, I don't give a shit. Like, and I was just dying because like you had that like old school Somali spirit of them you know like but a lot of people don't even have either, like their self-confidence to even present publicly how they feel that's why when you get into the gender wars or the political wars everyone's like well I'm on this side I'm a... so what do you think it'll take to kind of bring people um, together to have start having conversations a lot <laughs> a lot here's the thing right um wallahi it could be very draining um to just listen to you know at the end of the day you know there's this intersecting um factors as to why certain people are behaving the way they do right and let's start with the very, very basic understanding of the world. Our worldview is, is shaped by our environment. Yeah. If you take a Somali kid from his Adero over like all the past Marakti. Conflicts that contributed to the hatred that we all have for each other. I'm going to talk about the Kabil part and the you know the Somali like society part, and then we'll get to the to the the more fun for me to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, um, is that um, it's going to take a lot for actually people to understand that different people have different views in the Somali society alone. Some of my ideas when I share. What 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 you have their ideas. As a matter of fact, if I give my thought in a discussion where there is a lot of older men, they see it as you know, and to be honest with you. That is kind of sad, right? The sad reality is that I cannot change what has been created in the minds of a 50, 40, 60 year old Somali men who have spent half of their life talking about here's a solution I have for the for the Qabiyalid Qabil part. Okay. Mm. The solution I have is that there is something called globalization. Which is basically this, you know, you understand it, but basically the the interconnectedness of this world where the ideas that are happening, the things that are being practiced in South Africa can be seen and witnessed in India. Or we've seen all the Bollywood movies, those things impact the way we perceive information in which eventually the pre-existing cultural norms 
are most likely going to be replaced by new ideas, new trends. And that is the same thing that's happening with technology now. Wallahi, I can make one WhatsApp call and I talk to my grandmother, oh, you know? So, and I tell her what happened. She was like, ah, Makiba, Matrambiba, right? At the end of the day, it's going to come down to those intersecting realities and the, the information that is free flowing through all these different regions, which again will change culture, including the Somali culture, which a lot of times a lot of men, who says that your kids will will decide to only have two kids, like say that they will not like say, you know what? It's too much work. This is not the life I want to live. You know, I don't want to live like my, my father did. Each each generation is getting smaller and smaller by the number in terms of reproduction, right? Yeah. That is because it's becoming more trend. It's becoming harder to maintain family relations, to build a very healthy and well-functioning emotionally uh, and physically and mentally and spiritually family. In order to accomplish those things, it's going to require less numbers. So, it's going to disappear, I promise you. So, the Qabil part, so the best way you can leave legacy is having an impact on somebody else's life. And that somebody could literally be your children. Or I'm just attacking the man right now. Like he eventually wants us to So don't worry. What responsibility and they go marry right that is an issue and the issue is that responsibility and so that you know that is the part of the all these other issues now coming back to the um it's it's become a trend and you're saying you look at her and you say what you are 16 like you are 16 back in my day but like there's a lot of people who are concerned about the wrong things and so eventually um we're looking at today a society that lacks emotional intelligence, that lacks expression, that lacks the ability to actually portray a message to another person, trying to all deal with each other. Don't show emotions all over the demi. And then after that, the reality is going to hit, which is like, how are we going to interact? How do we show the care we have for each other? 
you know so lately i've been talking to a lot of uh of family and friends and um there has been a lot of a lot of rise on the divorce right where you see you talk to the men and i get we shake and i had like a mock tab because i'm 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 a fellow man whereas which is also another issue in my opinion is um most of the time is that the men don't feel appreciated they don't feel uh you know they, they don't see gratitude from their significant other to feel like they're relevant, they're important to you. You know, they're, they, they, you know, that you can function, that you can be independent women, you still kind of have to make the men feel like they need you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. well, like that, that, no, that you need them. I mean, that you need them and that you appreciate the things that they're doing for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes the other way around too, but there is that lack of expression to show gratitude. Mm -hmm. Men feel irrelevant. They feel like mm. women have zero feel like they have zero obligation to express any gratitude because right. So there is that, and then you know it feels like you know he's the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, on the top um issues within this in in today's society no matter what culture you are technology is playing a role in the way we perceive world um it's playing a role in the way we interact with other people but if you see them in real life right because we call them what is it uh, keyboard warriors? yeah twitter fingers twitter fingers keyboard warriors yeah. because they lack the actual uh, um, you know, confidence in real life. So there's a lot of intersecting issues that is contributing to now also more likely people are able to interact with the opposite gender easily, mm -hmm. which could create confusion and cheating and feeling abandonment. Well, there is a lot of intersecting issues that create the division between men and women. And then what is the halia that got divorced or for whatever reason that eventually created that platform of like right that was the women and and fully formed i absolutely they created offensive <laughs> but you saw he got jumped when he was in Kenya, though, right? I know, I saw that. Yeah, I know, he deserved it. At that point, it was kind of like we would let the women say whatever they want. We won't accept that. We won't accept that. <laughs> exactly. But Wallahi, it is it's a big issue. And I hope that the future generation can change the uh emotional intelligence i think that's the most important part i think that plays role in both the part and in the 
emotionally intelligent or at least working towards that to improve the way you interact with other people the way you perceive information that is not only pre you know um you know existing ideas that you've already you know created in your mind so you're saying basically emotional intelligence will be the thing that'll save us all as a people. Absolutely, absolutely. If basically it's going to come down to um i think it's going to in the next 40 50 years tell the way you're emotional intelligence is going to be key that is where you implement it that is where you teach your kids how to actually emotionally express themselves or then suppress them without mm. suppression that you know you teach your kids for you and mm. and if you could do that and you could create that relationship they could do that with their kids they could do that with their significant other they could do that with the other and they will still accept because they can at least understand the perspective of somebody else given the skill that they've gained over time yeah I mean, that's something that sounds so um, regular, but it's kind of crazy how much it's created like such divisions that like permeated our society. If I'm raising one flag, why does that make you mad? Did I say that you can't raise your flag? No, but that's the thing, though, is I think I've actually um, I think so far my experience has been. Yes, a lot of my Somalilander friends cannot stand the blue flag, Mm -hmm. but I've also seen so they can't stand simply because of their reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, and their reasoning, a lot of times it's like genocide, they have some sort of actual reason, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I had an experience with my best friend who's so rare, Somaliland, had a Alan or Alan Somaliland, Somaliland, how are Tom, Somaliland, what are you talking about? You know? And he was about to get interviewed by a guy who's from Mogadishu, who is mm. also a friend of mine. You know what the guy did? He told him to take the shirt off. Mm-hmm. And why? Because it said Samakuar Somaliland. And I told him, brother, you are the one interviewing him. You either do that or you leave this man alone. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we have a lot of that's the one I have, but that doesn't necessarily mean if I see Ruh Alan Sumalan Alan is automatically my enemy. I don't see it like that. I see this one, Alan Kambluga, I see it as a symbol of Somali Nimo because that's the one Somali flag, I think, in my opinion, the one one flag that represents 100% Somali people. The one flag that today I would run for one country. There is only one country in this world where I will be welcomed as a Somali. You know, again, that is what I saw it as, right? But mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like, I really want to visit Somalia and I want to be, I want to visit every Somali region. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. 
to live because at the end of the day, and so I can wear all flags. Well, I, I thought about wearing all Somali on flags on my hand simply so that people know what I stand for. I stand for Somali Nimu. Ethnicity, not what the Han. What does a Malam that shagan? You want the Chibutia that shagan? You want the Chikchigaba that shagan? You call that shagan? The Dolukuru, but land Somalia, we couldn't find out. Okay, so this season of Isirka um, is called Hayan. Um, and then what does Hayan mean to you? Hayan. As a Somali linguist, like lover. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Hayan is something for everlasting, right? Something that you hold on to. Is that is that is that how am I? I could be wrong again. Like I said, yeah. I might be- uh, to me, Hayan is a long journey. That's the that's the um. When I asked my mom, she was saying like, you know, like if there's one journey that's a goot or something, I don't know. One yes. journey, yeah, a goot is a little short journey, but Hayan yes. is safar al uder or other. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, like uh, Somarisa and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, I think that is uh, the my understanding of it was for like something very like long lasting, right? Mm-hmm. Which again, it could also be that journey that who I call the shape. My my understanding, my not understanding, my way of seeing it would be that because I have a month, right? Whether we are taking journey to um, America, no, no, I no, Martin, Greece, get in. Hello, my name is Ahmed. We're back home and pretending like we're like full on politicians. Manufacturing companies, you know, I Agnayan labor work, whatever journey it is that you're taking, or you go back home and get married to, you know, has lavata the hat, COVID, Nikidon, the Hanoto. Or you know you are uh, back home to go see your family as a governor, and like whatever journey it is that we're taking. But the biggest one we have right now, to be honest with you, which could relate to the Bahaka eventually too. Really, mm-hmm. that I, I think I love that. By the way, I think I love that. Just like the the term itself, because that is could be seen as a legacy. It could be seen as uh, you know uh, lineage, like all these things that you know kind of create future, right? But um, uh, yeah, so we're on that we're on that journey of trying to find stability and peace. No matter where you are, I will tell you something. So Malida, no matter what country they create, I'm not going to check them. Malida, I don't want to get into so many. I want them. Stay tuned. Coming soon, Malida. And and is anybody can create a country, but Wallahi, so Malida, she needs that. No matter what Kabila or country you are, like mashallah, wallahi laha wa the Chibuti, laha wa the Somali, laha wa the Inta Barakaisan Somalia, the Chibuti, I got Kabila, maybe we'll do it. Like in Somali, and I think I remember talking about this in class that we had together. Um, the uh, there is four different ways in which Somali people fight, right? Mm. And firstly, they fight. Yo, it's not so late. The Galaman worked as a matter of speech. You tell her only and like 1994, and I'm going to black hawk down. They fight. Um, it's like me and my country against the rest of the world. I don't want to go here. And I know my cupcake or talent. I got all you who they got. I'm done. I'm hard. So you guys put it here. So that's the very top level. Second level becomes other. 
ayaa waxa la dagaalamaysaa wadankii and that was civil war 1991 ka Soomaal markay maartay SNM loo baxay ee Soomaali patriotic maxay loo baxay SWM waxay wax magacyada loo wada baxay qabiil iyo waxa isku jiray qabiilada isku wada baxay oo So that is the one, you know, it's you and your brother together fighting the rest of the Qabil. Of the Qabil. And then the last one is me versus my brother. I don't know Not plan on delay because when he did that, maybe 20 years later, he's dead. You know what I mean? I'm not sure, but I'm saying in general, he was in his 40s, 50s, you know, at the time. Well, I keep enough to care that Lulkasi do has two has two. Artis Gabu, Artis would have seen Aya. Well, I keep enough to smoke Katali or would do the rule out here that just for the sake of that land. And he's going to be under that land. The Halkis and Hunaya Lulkos to say Lugal. Right? arur bu kaga tiga dulke dulkaas na laga yaabeen kuwa kale isku si dagaalan kuwa u dhalay isaga in isku si dagaalan aad dhigto those are things he can control dhal muu uga tigay walaalkii naftiisu qaaday ilmihiisu uu dhul uga tigay kuwaas oo laga yaabeen isku dagaalan dulka markuu soo gudhinto and then kuwaas kuwa ka sii dhameeyay isku si dagaalan it just goes on and on and on and it's a forever cycle right so um that's the journey way in is i think is a journey of fight a journey of struggle a journey of قبيل الله كلا بحيو قال قال لسكوت دجال يسياسة لما بعدين لسكوت دجال يبوحنا قطبة دي عند الدي سمالي هشينين that's the journey we're on is بلا هشيس. But what about you personally? Then what journey are you on? Bismillah, you're making it personal for me. The journey I'm on, wallahi, is has been a roller coaster to be honest with you. Um, I think it's very hard for a lot of people to express that in today's society where social media, everybody's putting out front, like you were saying earlier, like showing things that is not really them just to, you know, impress others, right? Yeah. I think if you go on my social media, well, I, I try to be as authentic as I can, but even then, well, I, to be honest with you, there are things that I feel like I could improve on, that I could work on. Uh, but my journey is one with a lot of question marks. one with a lot of struggles um struggles of identity struggles of personal um growth struggles of personal goals right on nafti because there is this pressure coming from social media society myself even you know where we're just told meaning you could really do anything right but that is taken quite literally in the society That is because everybody is showing their best days. Mm-hmm. Nobody is having a bad day on social media. That yeah. is very rare. And if you're having a bad day on social media, you post about it, you are seen as a crazy person. You yeah. are seen as toxic. That is negativity. We don't need that. That's what we're here. Look at that. Mm-hmm. In reality, social media is suppressing reality itself. Mm-hmm. to the point where waxaan tusayna waa wajan keenni baahayba deem gaar maanta score for dio laga yaaba inaan inaan lightning ka fiicanta soo raadiyo maarta ma ma waxa ku jirta daaqad wax leeyahay halkaan maarta aad marka gelin ka dambeeyay golden hour ba yeah golden hour yeah so hor digaayo so ka 
kusine yaan wasa dhiyo oo iska dhigaya taajirka adduunka nin maartay walaa kala kaxsan yahay balaga yaaba wallahi i watch the i maxaan ku dhaha video um on ted talk saying basically how a girl some lady was talking about how she took pictures at the beach mm. and right after she took the pictures she went to the bathroom started crying because a lot of stuff were happening in her life so much mm-hmm. so um i am hoping to be on a journey hayan der ole and yeah and he and like ha- happiness right i think that's something that we all chase but happiness with you know humility humbleness and habdalu kurunyahay hormar dadkayga naftayda that could be very subjective i could literally be looking at naftayda dad hormari sidwiila oo waxa jira saaxiibnahay oo maxamed ahmed la dhahay oo olympic silver medalist kan talabadu galay in 2020 um and he told me you can only help somebody when you help yourself mm-hmm. i was telling him how i wanted to help my family do this do that do that he's like ahmed slow down the only way you can help your family is if you help yourself and so i'm hoping to keep helping myself to mm-hmm. elevate my goals and to keep chasing them and what i like to be honest with you it hasn't been easy i graduated uh, with a masters in international affairs um but i've been offered some you know professional running contracts which kind of all fell through mm. work out and uh they didn't believe in me they didn't believe in my ability that was literally their way of saying yeah you are not good enough yet right mm. and the key word is yet because that is how i took it is i could get there and i've been having a great success so far wallahi to be honest with you i haven't been with my family for more than a month in the last uh, let me say last 6 years. Mm. That main reason being I've been chasing dreams and goals and trying to accomplish those things and trying to focus but wallahi it could be a lonely journey because basically what you're doing is you're just I my lifestyle like on a daily daily basis if I wake up I wake up in the morning and I am out running you know right after picture I go out running I come back I shower and I go to work and then i'm working pretty much the whole day and then i come back home i sometimes will go for my second run because i have to run twice some days and then i eat some food you know and i am ready to go to bed and then i do the same thing over and over and over and over again that consistency and that like taught me a lot of lessons but it also hasn't been an easy journey right so that journey i've already taken i hope i don't have to take as much as much of a hard one as that but wallahi it has been a lot of growth right so mm-hmm. i'm hoping for more growth in the near future ayan kawasa the mustaqbal kan inshallah ta'ala that i could somehow have an impact on our society that i could have an impact on our people and i think one of the motives i live in with life is meaning when you could really live a legacy don't be the dead that is forgotten Mm-hmm. You leave a legacy don't die and be forgotten and i personally think there is a lot of ways that the halut rabi could tell i the one i don't believe in is arbalana <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you i think it's better to have sadh arurahod naqan kodi din to the yuhayihin bartay and you guided them in life and gave them mentorship then taman arurakla kan kan magud bi ta'lubi wallahi I had a relative who used to forget the you know his grandkids you know his grandchildren because what al kumala hay you know I think tomorrow could that shit you know yeah I don't think I don't know you look say you know yeah 
I hope I can leave a legacy that I can be remembered as the person who somehow had an impact on a younger men or women to change their lifestyle, to change the way they view the world, to change the way they see everything, including Kabil Ka, Nakan Ka, Dinta, Mayan, all those. I hope I can have that impact, which is what I'm doing right now as a coach. I coach at, as a, at a Division One level um, at Florida State University, and I'm helping a lot of Adan kids. To be honest with you, yeah, I hear this, but like I'm helping a lot of Adan kids, and I try to, you know, I have one athlete who's not Adan or Ah Marate, half African, half Ireland. Kakim, Where Ireland? No, no, the islands. One of the islands. Oh, oh, oh. Bahamas. Um, uh Zimbabwe oh wow well that's uh, yeah it's got light and I've been trying to really be marked the Rohan middle position power ah I'm a marty and a wood and let a high I wouldn't I but only got I think it's like I want to spend winning man isn't being a with your lack green I accountability accountability that wasn't taught at a young age that our society that middle has done we lack that you know, yeah. so I hope I hope I could create an environment like that in the future, inshallah ta'ala. Um, I'm currently going to be starting working with a nonprofit organization back in Portland, hoping that I could um, have an impact in that way too, inshallah ta'ala. Yeah, inshallah. Okay, so the halqa, what do you want to call it? I think uh, yeah, I never thought about actually what my legacy would be, but I think a lot of it is just kind of basically that, you know, you, I think just leading by example that, you know, there's really no limits. You create the only limits on your life. Um, and which is ironic because I give myself a lot of limits, but I think Isirka is a part of the halka that at least like, um, yeah, but that very much is just adding on to Maga'a Somalia, you know, like, and Tariq and stuff like that. So the Halkega outside of that, I really will have to, um, I really would have to think about it. But I think I would definitely kind of want it to be about, um, like, it, like, yeah, impact motivation that there's, like, even all my little cousins, I'm always like, you guys could go out and do things and they're like no they just stay in the house and i'm like what is this tight world like there's no rules in that way as long as you're not doing anything crazy but i think we really kind of could approach life and each other with a lot more curiosity empathy and motivation um so how about this how about we both leave one hell together how about we write a book together right? <laughs> and we leave it for the future generation to hopefully change their life. The crazy thing is in today's society with all the technology, if you write a book, well, I don't even, I don't be reading like that. No more. I don't and, either. You know? And so I hope we can find a way. I would like to, I would love to write a book about Somali society together. And mm -hmm. that would be, I think personally, I, I believe one of the biggest, the hell you can live in today's society. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful, man. Come on. <laughs> I think that's what we need more of, is right? Instead yeah. of saying, I hope we can say, like, our future is down the road, inshallah, and that they could look back and say, 
no 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 we're gonna accept your english your english is understandable you've gotten two degrees in your english it's fine they can just adjust their ears a little bit get used to the accent and you know that's that in the other is kind of how i uh gotten used to somali too so i definitely I'm, I'm very proud i'm very proud i want to give you a shout out actually this is your own podcast <laughs> uh, amina has been uh in my class um and i would say probably the best student i've ever worked with in terms of just being very consistent communicative like somalian they like that but like in uh you've been very consistent and you are are uh, very driven in terms of the way you seek knowledge and i think that's going to get you very far in life your somali was already good so i was already like in the beginning of the class i'm like what my hands are but i'm going to get that shit all you needed was like inching in like radar mokta yeah gari ro back gari say mel marakte fananka ay way way ya marakte and we just had to ignite it a little bit but wallahi mashallah your somali is very good and you've been very consistent so give give a lot of shout out to yourself at that kitty what i'm going to i'm going to write you a shahada you know <laughs> yeah yeah i need one i was telling my uncle earlier too that i uh, i have like oh, i have somali lessons and he's like what you speak somali and i was like it's fine it was nice to have you on isrkai if y'all need more i'm going to give myself a shout out shout out the day guys on qafta you know <laughs> of the day s h a a h of so o f the day t h e d a y why did you have to think so hard about how to spell of the day <laughs> i never had to i never had to like think about spelling it like what's going on yeah ku kala nakrono melwana <laughs>